0: Sure. Welcome to another installment of Show to V with Mike G, the show of life, the show of Italy, the show of traveling the world for business and learning lots of languages. Today's guest is the owner of Great Grappa, Mr. Luca Fabris. So this is the thing, I know a little bit about Brandy, I know a little bit about Cognac, armagnac those things that are pretty popular, pretty well understood spirits, but the perception about Grappa in the United States is not really a great one, it is Fiery, it is burning, and all of the other wonderful adjectives you would use to describe a really, really hot grape distillate. So, this conversation with Luca, the feisty Italian man that he is, he's very business savvy. This is a story about how an entrepreneur makes something happen. They see things around them, they see opportunity. And this is Luca paying homage to his hometown. This is him paying homage to his home country. And it was incredible grappa. In fact, it is great grappa italiano at 40.3 abv it is so light floral man i don't know i haven't had a lot of grape distillates that taste this lovely light and really really balanced and he will be in town yet again details to come but i hope you guys really enjoy this story about grappa the story about business the story about luca growing up in italy about his father all these really wonderful things so without further ado luca fabris of great grappa (laughs)
1: Brandy, as you will know, is distilled from wine. Right. Here we do not distill wine, we distill pomace, gray pomace. Right, And in our case, I would say more, we only take the skin of
0: the pumice, which is obviously the best part. Right. All the flavor, the all the wine. tannins yeah. and everything. Right. They're all in the skin, not yeah. in the seeds and stems. Interesting. Okay. Well, this is good. All right. So I want to finish. Let's make that the the coup de grace, mm-hmm. the, the the finishing piece, and we can talk about your kind of experience here in Texas and everything. But let's sip one of these other ones, if, if you'll Absolutely. sip with me. Uh, please pick the, the first one you would like to taste.
1: You want to sip it? Yeah. yeah. So this is pretty much distilled in the same way in which we distill grape. Mm-hmm. But the characteristic of this is that instead of being a blend of seven different types of grape pomices, yeah. it's exclusively made from the Amarone pomice. Okay. Okay. okay, so a single variety. Single yeah. variety grappa. And what is special about the variety that we use is the fact that the Amarone pomace, which comes from Corvina and Rondinella mm. type of varietals, grapes, um, they are actually partially dried before getting pressed for winemaking.
0: How do you dry it? Sun-dried, air-dried? No,
1: they are dried in temperature control room, okay. in wooden nests, and they let them there for two to three months. So everything concentrates, the sugar part, yeah. the water part disappear a little bit. The skin's wrinkles and everything concentrates a little bit more. Okay? Is that,
0: how does it smell in that room?
1: Oh, it smells very. Good, <laughs> I can tell you, you know, it, smell, it smells. That's very that you, grapey. You know? Very <laughs> grapey, but it,
0: probably very floral, very crisp. Very floral, very fruity. You know, yeah. there,
1: there's a lot of red berries uh, in, into that grape. Yeah. Too, so it, it smells incredibly good. You this should is go. This happens between October and January. Yeah. In the Valpolicella regions. in the re, in a small region nearby
0: Verona, where they make the Verona wine. Okay. One, okay? Yeah. So that's. That's the thing I think that that's the only bad part about radio and podcasts is you can hear it, <laughs> but you sure can't smell it, and you
1: can't smell it, and you can't see it either. <laughs> you can't see
0: it either. <laughs>
1: so that's so. This is a single variety, as I was saying, and it's uh, sorry, it's um uh, obviously it's, it's the aromas which are in there Very are, are incredible. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this is truly a combination of the grape varietal, the the drying process mm. that concentrates the aromas and the flavors yeah. into the skin okay and then it's the aging process so we use um french oak casks to age it age it for for 18 months yeah. technically this is a reserva so it spent at least 18 months in barrels but those barrels are the same which have been used for age the Amarone wine so oh, okay, okay it's all a straight line you know it's Amarone grape pomace. Yeah, Amarone barrels. Totally consistent. Absolutely. So, Similar threads. So you get a lot of the aromas yeah. out of this. And this well, is truly the Ferraris
0: of the Grappa in Italy. Amazing. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. <laughs> what is the proof on this guy? The proof is 84%. Perfect. Okay. So a little bit not too much water. I'm always afraid when stuff's 80 proof, right? Just slightly too. Yeah. It's not enough. I need some more <laughs> plant. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's very good.
1: Yeah, very unfortunately, they can't taste it out there. But I know. But
0: part of it is to entice them (laughs) to want to pick it up to sip it.
1: But you see, all this sweetness. You know, the the funny thing about grappa in general Mm. is that every you know ninety five percent of the taste comes from the from the skin. You know, we don't add anything, and and the aging for us is like a rounding process. But it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Right here, you can taste a little bit of wood. But the, 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 the dominant factor here is the taste of the of the skin. It's perfect kind of
0: marriage stuff. between the wood yeah. and the... We
1: spirit. don't toast the wood and we don't use new barrels because right. otherwise we will get too much out of wood. Sure. Okay?
0: And and you're keeping it consistent because, Absolutely. again, you, the, the wine to the, the pumice. So
1: here, you know, truly 90% of what is in that flavor is coming from the skin of
0: the of the Amarone grape. Oh, very lovely. This is a great way to start the chat. Thank you. And a, i yet to be totally and that's actually a big... You've thing. never been to Italy? Yeah, it's a big... Big regret of mine, actually. Yeah. We're you gonna, we're going to truly regret about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, all right, it's fine. Do you lead? have you been to Texas before? Yes, this is Damn, my only okay. third time in well, Texas. Well, all right, well then you beat me this round, Luca. <laughs> but you grew up in it's a town called Tiene? Is that right. Tiene, yeah, T H I N E. Yes, I had to, I looked it up, and yeah, that's in the
1: right. province of Vicenza. Vicenza, okay. Which is in between Verona and Padua, in the Veneto region, and Vicenza is actually, you know, the, the province where actually Grappa was born. Oh, there's really? a there's a little town called Bassano del Grappa.
0: Oh, really? Okay. okay. Which
1: is allegedly where Grappa was, was born. And uh-huh. actually our distillery, the original distillery actually comes from there.
0: Okay, so centuries old, I imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. When, when did Grappa just, this isn't a history lesson, but roughly yeah. how long would you say that it's so been around? So
1: we, ha- we have proof of um, the first time that the the word grappa appears on a manuscript is in the 18th century mm. when the Venetian rep- Senate actually, you know that Venice was a republic in mm-hmm. that time. So, and it was the Venetian Corporation of Distillers who actually set the rules for distillations back in the 18th century, and that's where you know they set the rules, and that's where the f- the word grappa appears for the first time.
0: Interesting. What if if you were to translate the word grappa? What does it mean?
1: So grappa comes from a, an Italian word which is graspo, and graspo technically in Italian means is, is the stem of the
0: grape. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
1: So that's where it comes
0: from. That ties it all back together. Yeah. Makes some sense. Yeah. Well, this is good. I mean, it's really good. So you, as a boy growing up in the Vincenza re- region? Vincenza, right? yeah.
1: Ven- Veneto region and Vincenza province. Province, thank
0: yeah. you. What what kinds of things would you do? Is it, Did you grow up in a metropolitan area? Was it urban? Well, no, actually,
1: you know, Vincenza and, and the little town to which... Which is Tiene, where I was actually born. Um, it, it's not a metropolitan area as yeah. well. It's it, I was I would say quite the opposite. It's a rural area right. of the Veneto region, uh, but it's a very like entrepreneurial area. You know, in my, which way? Well, there are many like entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. They do you know they do the the craziest things. You know, they <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like we what, have, what's a crazy we thing? Have, like, like, we have like uh, next nec- next to where I live, there is like. Um, you know, the uh, diesel jeans, for example. Uh huh. Yes. Exactly. It's 10 miles away. Okay. Oh, no kidding. 15 miles away is Dainese, which is one of the firm leading in, in, in sport. Um, attire? like Yeah, attire for yeah. For, for motorbikers. No kidding. Yeah, it's Dainese is like 10 that's miles away from me. That's where it started. So, is yeah, it? That, they're all there. They're it's all like 10 the Silicon miles away from Valley, from Valley of Italy? Absolutely. Yes. That's interesting. It's truly the Silicon Valley of Italy. This is yeah. where most, you know, Northeast is truly known for being the entrepreneurial side of it. Like, I didn't know that. Then we had like some other more or less less, I would say, Luxottica, which you would not heard of it, but right. is uh, is the world leader manufacturer of of sunglasses. No kidding. Like Ray Ban, they bought by them. You know, they're all in there. They're all in that. That is region. so incredible. They're all in that region. So, so as a kid,
0: there were were your parents, and were they also entrepreneurial, or where well, did you learn this kind of?
1: No, no, my parents were all. You know, my 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 mother was a French teacher. Uh huh. And my father was actually a chartered accountant. Oh, really? And that's where I got the money all, piece, right? all the
0: connections with the entrepreneurs yeah. because
1: obviously my, my father had a lot of connections with, uh, with those guys.
0: They're not good with money. They're good with ideas. They're so good they with need ideas. they the guy, right? I- the, yeah. The, the They're look. very good with ideas. And, you know, the Italians are very
1: good with creativity and yeah. ideas. They're not very good as the Americans are in once they have the idea the Americans are much better in, in making that idea big.
0: Interesting, yeah. okay.
1: The Italians though are the ones who bring the idea. We need the Americans to make them big. <laughs> <laughs> we're bigger. Like, like, with the, Grappa, we're you know? like with Grappa, Grappa yeah. is the same thing. Nowadays, if you look like tequila is a big thing and right. it's Mexican, vodka is a big, is a huge Risen, thing right. and it's Russian. Gin is a big thing and it was born in London. Yeah. Uh, Ram was a Caribbean thing and it's big now
0: all over. That's uh, that's Grappa. Grappa yeah. is Italian but
1: it's not big anywhere else outside of
0: Italy. Yet. Yeah. It's a, well, it takes any real band. Oh, yeah. When they make it, they yeah, got to make it in the States. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, yeah. that's one of the kind of true, you're right, true indicators of success is kind of blowing up in that market. Yeah. So for you, following in your father's footsteps, I imagine, since you know ledgers, you know accounting, was school kind of an emphasis? Well, I
1: went to uni. You know, I studied in Verona, yeah. Romeo's and Julieta series, okay? Ah. And <laughs> that's where I did my university. And I actually, when I was doing my uni, I, I wanted to become, I wanted to follow my father's and become a but charter accountant. Is,
0: are numbers interesting to you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were interesting, absolutely.
1: And the, um, but then, you know, after uni, I said, hey, dad, you know, before I, I walk into your office, I want to get some experience abroad. Right. And so that, what I did is I, I went to London, UK, and I, I went into an investment banking job. You, did you ever think was you're... for Goldman and then yeah. for your Bank of Canada and I spent there five years I was actually doing something which was totally different to what I was actually looking for which was trading emerging market bonds <laughs> <laughs> and derivatives <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> see I mean this is this is an interesting piece so so how was that shift then from what is really rural to, you know, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to, to London to oh, London that was, which is a massive change, oh it's right? a massive
1: city it's a, a massive metropolitan area. and I you know just, as you, when you're young 22 years old yeah. You know, that's all you're looking for, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the hustle, of well, London, living on my own, making yeah. my own living. That was like you know five years of fun, you know, and being a trader. In that time, even if you were a young professional, you know, a trading job is something that if you are if you're good, yeah. you can make you know tons of money, especially what, in the old time. What
0: year are we talking roughly when you're in London?
1: I was talking about 2001 to okay. 2005. Oh man, so pretty. So rough. still pre recession, you know, sure. making good money for for a. Twenty-two years old. Twenty-two-year-old kid. kid. Yeah, you're making good money. To get of, it.
0: Okay. Did you? Were you? Were you? There wasn't a, as much of a cocktail kind of market as there is now. But no. were you interested in food? Were you interested? In oh, drink, I have always
1: been interested in food. You know, as an Italian, you, you have you, to be. You, you? you have to be right. Yeah. You you're born with good food, good wine, uh, good grappa in my case. Yeah. You know, So you. you, you Food is just part of our nation. Right? part yeah. of your DNA. Yeah, that's why I suffered that a little bit in London because <laughs> the food uh, so <laughs> food, it's not <laughs> that food. Su- I mean, most of the food sucks in London, <laughs> yeah. but... But you still can get very some very good food. Right, right. But it's incredible. Like what I would like spend five euros in Italy to get it, I would buy fifty Euros in London. Right. right? And like it's so. never as good. And it's not as good. But there's no I mean there's some good English
0: cheddars, but that doesn't that's yeah. not Parmesan Reggiano. Like it's But you perfect.
1: know, you got something else out of food, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So the vibe, young's you know, and then you know, I was making really good money at that time, uh, being so young, so you know, all sort of entertaining. you know. Sure. London a can bachelor of, can offer you <laughs> know, all you want, right? And then, after five years i got like of i got bored of trading and i couldn't see myself progressing you know i i, I saw people who had been in that job for right. like fifteen twenty years and they were still doing exactly the same thing they was doing when i was twenty five
0: could you see it Did they wear it on their faces
1: uh yes yeah and you know it's still you know it was a very high paid job mm-hmm. but I was looking for something more than just money mm. so and I, by that time i already Decided that I wouldn't be a charter accountant anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At that time, I, you know, I, I thought, hey, I want to do something on my own. Yeah. I, was, I truly want to do
0: something. Oh, on my own. something that you own, something yes, that you operate something yourself, something that was my own baby. Yeah. You know,
1: but it, you know, I. And then I had many ideas. You know, at some stage, uh, with a buddy of mine, we were also thinking about, you know, starting up a um, a charter flying company for, oh, for VIP people. You do know, you,
0: but, do, but do you fly? Are you a pilot? Uh, I am an helicopter pilot. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, well, I see that makes sense. Yeah. So you're, now you're, you're turning s- slowly but surely into James Bond, right? <laughs> <laughs> but
1: anyhow, so I said, okay, let's do an MBA. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, let's take, I had enough money put aside to, you know, lead pay, through the MBA. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, let's see what comes up. You know, and I I was hearing that London Business School had a very good entrepreneurial practice mm-hmm. which could have like maybe helped me in developing my own idea. Yeah. But that didn't happen throughout the NBA. What? what uh you know, because I got many I we got into many ideas, but none of those seems to be like viable from a
0: business perspective. Right, right.
1: And I got to spend also six months in Colombia during an exchange programme between really? London Business Do, School and also
0: doing finance stuff out there yeah, or, or absolutely okay. And uh,
1: but uh, you know it was the NBA for me was a it was a truly fun and learning
0: experience. Yeah. Um
1: uh, you know especially once you You go back to school once you've been working for five years.
0: I think you enjoy it even more. Well, here's a good point. So MBA is an interesting situation because a lot of people just go, they do their undergrad, and then they go into MBA. And what do they have to talk about? Not a goddamn thing. Not a goddamn thing. (laughs) They they haven't experienced anything in the workplace, right? So to your point, that's exactly how it should be. You go and you rough it. You go through some real-world situations. Some actual business problems, yeah. and, and then, then you, come you go back class. to school. <laughs> exactly, and you talk <laughs> and that's about. That's very enjoyable. The then you
1: talk about. It, yeah. that's and then right. you enjoy it even more, right? Yeah, and that. But aside from the learning, like the school thing, it was a massive
0: networking. Yeah. Oh, opportunity. That's good point. Yeah, is it? A, I imagine it's a very international. Oh role. yeah,
1: uh, like we are like more than eighty countries represented in, oh, in my you know, We have people from all over. From, we have people from Kazakhstan. Yeah. We have people, Indian, Chinese, all over Europe. You know, Americans. Talk
0: about contacts global you know, it's, contact. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, yeah. the, 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 the mingling
1: of cultures and it's, it's just amazing in mm-hmm. London Business School. And so I had that two years and then, you know, um, I didn't know what to do afterwards because I still didn't have that idea, right. which I, you know, was, seems to be... You had some skills, obviously. Good enough. Oh yeah, yeah, good enough to say, hey, let's invest money. and yeah. So what I did, I, I said, okay, let's, let's, do, let's jump into consulting Right, that's a good yeah, which was you know to me was uh, a profession which and, and, and a job which would have allowed me to like experience other sectors other than finance, right, and also learn much of the stuff that I didn't learn in my previous trading job. Yeah, uh, so work teamwork, you know, practice, you know, whether it was pharmaceutical or fashion or fast-moving consumer goods. Right. You know, I wanted to learn expand my horizons. Okay. And uh, so I got into Bain and and I spent there nine years until I you know I I became a principal. Really? Yeah, Bain and Company. And I tru- I I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if I hadn't been for Bain, uh, because uh, first of all, with Bain I traveled the world. Mm-hmm. I truly traveled the world. Like I I spent like two years in China. I spent two years in the U.S. And you like
0: that though? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I traveled. You know, I I traveled like like a rock star. Like a rock star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I truly got, you know, I went all the way to Philippines, Cambodia, amazing, yeah. you know, Vietnam with Bain. And it was a truly amazing experience. And a learning experience, tough job, eh? uh, because you work like truly, you work your, your ass off. You're like, go, go. Is
0: it, so being, this is an interesting thing, is loving food, loving alcohol, wonderful alcohol, Grappa particularly, yeah. right? Did it become difficult to both enjoy life and then work all the time?
1: Well, at some stage you do that. But the thing is, as for any job, if you love what you're doing, like yeah. in my case, if you love traveling, then no it's problem. bearable, no yeah. problem. If you hate traveling, then that would be a nightmare. Right. Okay? Uh, but it was a tough, you know, at, at especially at times, like when I got to spend two years in Guangzhou yeah. in China. Oh, wow. That was tough. Okay? That's, a, that's a different <laughs> kind of city, though, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guangzhou, Shanghai, Beijing. You yeah. know, it, it Shanghai, was I love Shanghai. Even though, you know, the Bain the community is very strong, even in China, we have like three offices. That. Yeah, But still, you know, it's,
0: it's, living in China for a European or an American yeah. is tough.
1: Yeah. Dude, I just,
0: do you get tired of Chinese food? I just wanted, I I was there maybe three weeks or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, I got to have just some eggs. I just once it's crippled. Like just something simple. Like a piece of lunch meat. Yeah. And I, I love all kinds of food. But that, you're right. It, and it's not even as much about the people. The people are very rich. They're very bi- vibrant and very friendly. Yeah. But it's more about just, you don't have as many options as you do in
1: Europe. Well, you actually do. I mean, yeah. th- th- there are so many. I mean, Chinese people eat pretty much everything. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So the thing is, you don't know what you're eating. Yeah. And you see, you, you it looks like you're always eating the same stuff because it's all spiced up. So right, 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 right. But, you know, the food, I think the food was the last of the problems when I was in China. I yeah. mean, there's a cultural barrier. I mean, they, they're just, you know, it's not that I don't like them. It's yeah. just they're so different it's from, true. from us, you know. So there's a cultural barrier. And then the language plays a role because if you go in Hong Kong or Shanghai, right, right. Shanghai, they still speak some English. But in, in inner China.
0: Yeah. No, like, there's no way. No way. Yeah, no it's, just, it's just there's a barrier that you know it's it's very hard to. Did, were develop. you learning languages as well? Was that something? That kind oh, of I interesting. tried to learn Chinese. Oh, dude, it's so Come hard. Come back it's in two tonal. Years and Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's a huge. Yeah, it's very Oh, no, it's tough.
1: I mean, I I know a few sentences, a few words, but yeah. you know,
0: it's it's so so tough. You know, yeah, they, they came
1: from pr- any. E, they came from us in seven different ways. You know, yeah. it's just.
0: I love it, though. At least it's a melodic language. And then they're like, it,
1: like the, if you want to learn how to read Chinese, Oh, forget it. you yeah. had to know, a, like, just to barely be able to understand something, you need to know more than a thousand symbols. Yeah,
0: it's insane. It's insane. Okay, I don't know I don't how. <laughs> eventually. We'll see. We'll see if I've got the years in me to do that. Anyhow,
1: so, so that was all with Bain. And, and actually, one of my, my two, two years in Bain, I happened to spend them in the U.S. Okay. We're about here. Uh, well, again, it was not just one place, right? <laughs> of course, how, how foolish of me! Yeah. But um, I got to spend two years in the U.S. consulting for Bacardi, Brown Forman. No kidding. And Remy for USA, and that's actually where I got to know all this cocktail culture yeah.
0: and the American way of drinking. So, what you were we talking then when you're kind of working with Brown Forman and Bacardi? Yeah. What year? Well, we were
1: here for a massive like uh, route to market yeah. um, project for them. Uh, so basically, they hire Bain to review the entire way the distributor footprint in the U.S. Ah, and the wow. way they go to market with distributors, market managers, sales get, processes,
0: all this. You get so. a direct conduit to all the insiders. So that's intro, where I right? got to know distributors, yeah. uh, the big guys. You know,
1: that's where I basically developed my network in the U.S. Yeah. in this
0: business. That's amazing. Okay. All right, so this is good. All right, we'll use this as a a transitional point. Let's, yeah. let's try this second. Yeah, uh, second like This first is so lovely.
1: So this is actually so. So far, what you've been tasting is, is grappa, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So again, it's a distillate from the skin of the grape. Now, what you are tasting now is going to be an amaro. Mm. So the amaro is actually it's a liquor. It's not a distillate. Mm-hmm. So the base here is alcohol, and then, like most of the amaros, there is an infusion of herbs right. into alcohol.
0: Massive Italian export. Averna, Montenegro, Unino, lovely stuff. Exactly. So,
1: now all brands differ for the mixture of herbs they use. I could spend time like telling you all the 52 herbs that we use, but I don't, I mean, what makes this truly special is that the infusion of the herbs instead of occurring in straight alcohol Mm -hmm. happens in the grappa of Amarone. Oh, okay. Okay? So on top of the herbs, you get The the flavor of the Amarone grapes. And then we aged this for six months in the same casks in which we aged the grappa of Amarone. It's
0: a very consistent flavor
1: then. uh, And then the other thing is, in the infusion, we also use some Sicilian orange peel. So when you, at your nose, it's very orangey. Oh, yeah. But then when you drink it, it's more herbal and floral and fruity. Mm Okay. And the bitterness, you know, will stay there on your palate for a long time because it's. we don't use any artificial aromas. It all, right. all comes from herbs. It's all natural. And we use burnt sugar versus like the artificial caramel.
0: That's amazing. Okay. Ah.
1: Cheers. Ching, ching. Mm. And by the way, this is 34% alcohol, <clears throat> which is much higher than any other barrel.
0: Yeah, because you, usually you're talking 20, 20, 25, 15, 20 yeah, 20, 25. Wow. That's very okay. lovely. Yeah. Do you, Did your dad drink? Did he enjoy grappa? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, every Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Again, how well, foolish. Don't get me wrong. We don't <laughs>
1: drink as much as you Americans. Well, because we're bigger. We got,
0: like, <laughs> you can fit more in us. But let
1: me, probably we drink as much wine as you drink spirits.
0: Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. okay. So yeah, Italy,
1: we... per se, is a much bigger wine country.
0: So it's part of, it's part of the culture.
1: But wines and amaros and grappas are... Yeah. are, are, are I mean, the grappa stands to the Italians... Like tequila stands to Mexican or vodka stands to Russian. It's the same thing.
0: It's the lifeline. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So good. This is an amazing way. 34%. Wonderful kick to it. A lot of richness. Yes. This is, see, I like it because you get this still mellow. Yes. Right? Very flavorful, but at 34%, you get a little bit more punch. Yeah. Lovely, lovely.
1: And And it's very persistent. Like, most of the other amaros they disappear straight away mm. because they are caramel-based mm-hmm. and they are lighter in alcohol. This stays there, mm. persistency to your palate.
0: And the bottle is very, very elegant for an amaro, which are typically, you know. They're, they're more like artists. They're rusting. Yeah, right? they're, yeah they're very rustic. This is very classy. Yeah, it is. It's very, very luxurious, which means that you probably learned a thing or two <laughs> working with <laughs> <laughs> Bacardi and Brown Forman. So, all right, so let's talk about this. Introduction to people in this hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. How did you finally see maybe in the States the kind of excitement for food and alcohol like you maybe did in Italy?
1: Well, you know, the, the there's definitely um, an emerging like buzz or trend. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, even if I look back 10 years ago when I was coming to the US, all this food mania was not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe it was there, but not to the scale sure, to which yeah. it's now. And there's definitely more appetite for good food yeah. and less junk food. Uh, there's definitely more appetite for Italian, French, Spanish food. Sure. Um, but more importantly, and this is, I think, a very good sign. There's more appetite for knowledge and education. Absolutely. So the Americans, you know, are starting to, you know, starting to want it to know more about mm-hmm. what they eat and what they drink. Um, and this thing, I think, is a very good like. it's it's, it's a very good sign because, you know, people want to know more and that's why we are here because people know very little about Grappa and we are investing massively in education.
0: So when you, you're right. I mean, this is the greatest part. It is because we're being sold in the States. We'll just say the States. We're being sold everything all the time. So in a way, we're kind of putting blinders on and saying, you know what? I'm going to go on my own journey. And I'm going to find out for myself. Yes. Wikipedia is an amazing resource, <laughs> no matter how inaccurate at times, but absolutely, absolutely. pretty good. Yeah. And so, yes, we want to feel connected to the things. We want this personal one-to-one connection, much like Italy experiences with their food. Yeah. Right? We, we've we been so industrialized. Oh, it's yeah. It's difficult for the States. It's d- difficult for us Yeah, because everything goes. is big. Like, it's big That's scale, right. so yeah. you
1: need to get, you know, you need to get to the masses, so you need to build scale, That's and yeah. you need to get the industrial side of it, right? yeah. And you lose a little bit of that, like, miles connection, That's the smart. last mile connection with who has actually producing yeah. producing your stuff. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, so going back, you know, when I was here, I experienced all this cocktail, cocktail culture and the American drinking. And at some stage I saw a bottle of grappa and I said, hey, why is it that vodka is huge? Yeah. Tequila is huge. Pisco at that time was getting huge. Rum is huge. Whiskey mm. is huge. Why is it that grappa, which is, you know, we're, you know, we're a fuck-up country, but you know, we <laughs> still have a lot of say when yeah. it comes to eating and drinking. We Absolutely. don't have a national spirit, a national Italian spirit, which is at least as famous as vodka or, right, or right. cognac, if you look at France, right? And, and so I researched it's the why and the why and the why. And I was asking people what they were thinking about grappa. Mm. And most of them say, hey, it's harsh. It's, it's, right. We don't like it. It's Jeff fuel. It rotten your guts. Yeah. But I already at that time I knew that there was some much more, you know, refined and upscale grappa in Italy, sure. Which was much better than the one that I could find in, in the, the States, US yeah. at that at that time. So at that point, you know, still working in a Bain, I knocked on the doors and visited and researched many distilleries back in Italy until I actually bumped into the Bonolo distillery. Mm. Okay. Had you known them before? No. Just, no. No, well, I... But they're not, down the street in a way, they, right? They yeah. were pretty close to where I was living. So I, I had heard of them. Sure. But, you know, it, it was not my first, like... N- it was not the first door which I knocked. Right, right. Because at that time, I didn't know much about grappa. Yeah. I mean, I knew... You knew, I knew it. it as, a, as an Italian, I know how, how I was made, you know, the raw material. But I didn't know much about the evolution right. and the distillation process. But I knew there was a much better grappas back in Italy than the ones I could find in the U.S. Sure. So, and you know, I knock on the doors of several distilleries until I actually knock on the Bonolos family. And they were fantastic with me because they say, hey, this is our distillery. They opened the door. They, yeah. they pretty much. Look uh, around. They look, look at whatever around. you want. Yeah. And they were actually, the thing is, they were one of the few, one of the few which were actually distilling Grappa. Because nowadays there are thousands of brands, uh-huh. but very few are distillers. Much like tequila. They are bo- most of them are bottlers, right, so right. they buy the grappa from somebody else, even from us. Yeah, but they don't make it themselves. And Bonolo was actually one of the few, I would say very few. You can count them nowadays in in a hand. Yeah. Okay? Oh, wow. Which actually distilled grappa from start to finish. And so hey, and I explain, hey, this is what I want to do. You know, can you help me? Yeah. I say, of course. You know, the, the, we we can help you. You know, let's let's study a product. They're so, just so as excited to share it yes. as you are, right? <laughs> They were the most excited amongst the distillers that's which amazing I, so and that's where actually we started to develop what is nowadays called great mm. okay and it took us about two years. I was always still working a vein uh, and I was just going back and forth to yes you know sampling bartenders mm-hmm. on the different type of great at that right. time we were we were trying to test until we actually
0: what kinds of things were variables at that time? What kinds of things were you well, playing around no, with? Well,
1: there were a few things. First of all, um, the grape varietals. Because, you know, eh, like we, in wine, every grape has a different taste profile. Yeah. So we wanted to come out with something which was tasty enough with not too many spikes right. because we wanted to make it as versatile as possible. Okay. So, And on the other side, from a distillation pr- perspective, we wanted to have come out with a smooth grappa. So our like, I always say, hey, we want... Smoothness with mm-hmm. character. Okay? Right. It has to be smooth. It will never be as smooth as a vodka because our product has a taste. It's got to it have some uh, taste. It, it has yes. taste. Yes, okay. And we want character. So we want smoothness with character. And this, that was the old concept behind great, right? Yeah. And, and the smoothness w- will bring versatility into the product and the character will give like will give you a character. You know, this right. is not like a tasteless spirit is grappa. 100%. still going to be, it's going to have the Italian personality. So that was like, you know, the, 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 the wish on one side. Right. So we were testing different type of grape varietals. We wanted to have also a rounded taste profile mm. with little spikes. But we wanted to have the fruity, the floral, the spicy right. in there.
0: So, so when it comes to your perspective on flavor, mm-hmm. how much say or how much influence did you have on how Oh, I well, I had as much as they had. Good, okay. But, okay. but you know,
1: my my... My say was coming from bartenders, right. in the, mainly in the U.S. So we we talked to many bartenders in New York, in California, in yeah. London too. Oh, good. And with some Italian bartenders as well, which been used to grappa much more for a longer period of time sure, than, sure. than the Americans. So and and it was like it was not an easy process. It was like a two obviously it was not a full time well your job yes, right yeah yeah <laughs> but it was like a two year testing and
0: trials. Well, when you're working with, is Bonolo? Is that the right? Nowadays, that the, yeah. yeah. The, the distillery itself. What did, did they say, you've got to put some money into oh, this? Well, at or that are time, they more flexible? So at that
1: time, I had a private equity fund yeah. who was ready to invest in, in, in this. Wow. Okay. And so this, at uh, the R&D phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and we are actually, I was actually, the Bonolo since, you know, at that time was still meant to be um, a supplier. yeah. So everything else would, who come from the private equity fund. Right, right. But then the Bonolo got so like enticed by the idea of of making this big, yeah. and, uh, and and they got to know me, so there was a little bit of bonding. Mm-hmm. They said, hey, why don't we do this together? And, and that's oh, how really? I partnered with them. Really? And uh, so now we have, it's, this is a co joint on brand that's between incredible. myself and um, and the Bonolo family.
0: That doesn't happen like that. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? That's... <laughs> Well, all right, you get part of this brain. I mean, that's pretty seldom that it has that yeah. kind of... It, whiskey maybe is one of the only models that really uh-huh. kind of sees that. So you, you're saying it probably takes working in the field, getting opinions about flavor, kind of injecting your own. So what, two, three years later, you finally have this?
1: Yeah, three years later. I mean, uh, we we finalized the juice in 2013, so and okay. we launched
0: this in last year, in 2016. That's
1: incredible. Yeah. How did... It feels that was name you know then we had the juice then yeah now it's what's the bottle? It bottle. Like, what's the bottle? What's the name, the name yeah. you know the name was like How long did that story? take you cuz actually great as it's spelled g r a apostrophe i t yeah i mean you we pronounce it as in great as in the word great yeah. but it, uh, originally it was meant to be like grappa italiana ah okay that the apostrophe is a truncation of sure, the word sure. grappa so it stands for Grappa Italiana, and then we we played as in great yeah. here in the U.S., right? Yes, uh, but the name was like a never-ending process because every name that we came up with was already trademarked, so uh-huh. we couldn't use it. So when it's you actually my wife one night coming up with this name, <laughs> is she is she clever? <laughs> no, she's just creative, probably <laughs> and clever. Yes.
0: So when you get because the the design here is really lovely. Then the bottle, yeah. the
1: bottle came from an old mold which we found.
0: Because mm. green glass is not—that's not real. I can think of two brands that really regularly use green glass for a clear spirit. Yeah. yeah. So w- when you when you when I when you think about the the design here, which is what I'm looking at, we'll take a picture shortly. But you, there's some insight. You have a a, a flavor for es- aesthetic. W- is that you? Is well, the, again, this
1: is a combination. This is r- truly teamwork. Yeah. You know, the 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 bottle comes from an old mold which we found in a alchemical shop in Venice. Okay. Let's okay. See. That's crazy. and then the the emblem i guess the yeah. emblema is is actually a winged lion mm. which is the symbol of venice
0: yeah it's incredible yeah, so and then great you
1: know it was truly teamwork you know it, there's in that bottle there is so many there are so many ideas and so many people that contributed to it yeah it's
0: amazing so it is safe to say though that you found you found the project oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's when i said this is the
1: idea and that's like you know 9 years later yeah 9 years <laughs> they're going incredible. through 9 years of consulting that's yeah. what i found the idea but it wouldn't be fair to bain you know i, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't if it hadn't been for bain because if, the, i i got to know the industry i got to know the us industry in particular yeah.
0: how did you like the people in, in this bain industry or, just or in this visiting industry, the bartender yeah cuz i i i think i know what the answer is but it's pretty hospitable not not unironically oh, right yeah. but it, were people very open to talking with you about Grappa?
1: Well, you know, it, it truly depends. I found there are many differences from cities to cities in the U.S. Yeah. Like in the in the East Coast, for example, in New York, where probably you know New York is being burned with most of the bad Grappa because right. every European and Italians trying to get into the U.S. market, yeah. they first go to New York. Of course. Okay. Um, in our case, we actually started from Miami, and we only went to New York two months later. Mm. But you could tell the difference, you know, New York because of the, New York gets inundated with new products from all over the world, mm-hmm. right? So that was a tough sell. Um, and it is still a tough sell because, you know, it's a, there's, there's, this, there's this, this wall still on Grappa which needs to be breaking right. because they're still, they're still used to the old style farmer's Grappa. And actually, you know, our biggest win is when we get people to sample this. Yeah. And most people when they sample this, hey this is not grappa. In reality it is grappa and it's just good grappa. It's right. different from the old style farmers grappa that most of the Americans would be used to.
0: That is the perfect segue. Yeah.
1: I can't wait. Let's try that. great <laughs> and the but on the other side, LA or California or even yeah. Texas, uh there's much more openness.
0: We we're used to grapes here.
1: It's yes. a it's wine country, yeah. you know? The the um, <clears throat> So here the openness to new things is much is bigger much bigger than, than New York. Probably even because they get less new things here right. than they get in New York.
0: Oh yeah, they for, they get first everything. Yeah. There. Uh
1: but for example in California there's much more knowledge. Sure. So people are actually when we do master classes, I get so many ma- more like interesting questions. Sure. Out of LA or San Francisco, than I do in New York or Miami. Well, Miami is probably the worst.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is where you live now, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So this is great. This is a blend
1: of seven different type of grape varietals. How you so arrived at seven, man? I'm... Well, seven. You
0: know. <laughs> I I know. I get. I get it. It's very botanicals is another thing. What? Yeah. How many are too many? How many are too few? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: But sevens also happens to be an alchemical number. Really? So in alchemy, seven is a big number. Actually, we, we, we got to know this later. Yeah. Before, so we came up with seven. Uh-huh. And then we discovered, we attached the brain to alchemy. So actually the, 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 the payoff for, the, for, for great is authentic Italian alchemy. Right. Oh, I like it. And actually seven is actually a very alchemic number.
0: What, so tell me why.
1: Uh, well, seven has many meanings, but it means perfections. It means, you know. Seven, seven, seven. Yes. Oh, exactly. that's right. It means yeah. courage, you know, together with the lion. The lion actually has a meaning yeah. in alchemy as well. Interesting. Uh, so it's there's a,
0: actually a little bit of Asian reference there too, <laughs> if you think about it. Yes. Right, well, eight, eight,
1: seven years. Well, the, you know, the most Well, it's the ancient alchemists were actually Arabs
0: or mm-hmm. Egyptians,
1: the first ones, and then it
0: you know, moved up to
1: to Venice, yeah. and then from there it spread
0: all around the world. Alchemy, yeah. modern alchemy. So it's a modern alchemy, guy. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Mm. So there's much fruit here. You see. Mm-hmm has a backbone oh yeah it does it, it does. has some yeah. personality what's the proof on this guy it's 41 41 percent. Parf- yeah. so still just a little bit pushing it forward yeah. i mean am- amazingly fruity but nice yeah you know it, it doesn't it doesn't
1: burn like yeah. you know and that uh, especially to the nose there is that fruity white fruit pulp
0: coming I get, out yeah you get really can- like there's this you, ever, you know what candy corn is yeah yeah i get a candy corn finish yeah which is crazy and that's Merely a side taste of the skins, yeah?
1: Absolutely. It all comes from the skin. You know, we do not add any, by law, we're yeah. not allowed
0: to add anything. So it's pure in pure. a sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You you can't like the strict the, the rules are very strict. Mm. You know, grappa and that's the other thing, right? It's a protected <coughs> denomination. Mm. So you can only call it grappa, even though this is not true for the Ameri- for the US market because the US market still hasn't like signed the the same piece of bill which we agreed on in the European Union. But by European standard, you can only call it grappa if the grapes have been harvested in Italy, they've been pressed for winemaking in Italy, and the extraction, so the distillation process, of course, with the direct steaming method. The French people, for example, they can make something similar, Mm -hmm. but they can't call it grappa because the European law, again, because grappa is a protected denomination, they call it de Vie. Yeah. Ah, I see. Okay. They don't. They can't call it grappa.
0: So this is kind of really like the, the shining spirit of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like absolutely. like like tequila. Like and you mentioned this in yes. rum, but like no, this is protected. This I is protected, didn't realize absolutely. it was it was oh, so. Sec- it's still not the case in the U.S.,
1: but yeah. the 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 um, foreign commissions of U.S. affairs are talking to the European Union. And no, there, there are already you know where I think we're making good progress. I think in 12, 18 months, yeah, there will not probably be any more U.S. grappa. That's incredible that will only be
0: italian, yeah that's well, I think that's the way it should be, yeah, I mean it's from that culture right absolutely it should be that's where it was born, yeah, yeah absolutely well this i mean this is this is lovely stuff this is big yeah, because yeah. it's
1: uh and also you know unlike vodka which you can make it pretty much anywhere in the world mm-hmm. and out of pretty much any kind sure. of agricultural product, this is truly you know a unique protective thing which can only be made from Italian, yeah through and skins, through. I feel connected, yes absolutely, so do you, when
0: you taste these when you taste this particular grappa, the great grappa, does it take you back? Do these smells ring familiar? Oh yeah, you know I,
1: you know I was born. I'm, i when I was born yeah. back in
0: Tiene, I remember when I was
1: young, I was going into these farmers' you know houses, right, right. And in September, October, they were all making grappa. You know, you could smell this. Oh, that's this, amazing. And it was homemade grappa. It was really like harsh. Yeah, it was yeah. tough to drink,
0: but I, I could, I, I still remember the smell. And this take you back in a good way? It takes me back in a good way, absolutely. Do you, I imagine that it's a nice way to pay back your heritage, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I
1: mean, I, I couldn't be doing anything more Italian than this. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, <laughs> this is truly Italian. I mean, this is, this is the national spirit of Italy. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're
0: the spoke. In a way, you've become the you for you
1: right? When I said this to De Bonolo and when I parted with them, hey, you know, don't expect millions of cases from right. the one you know we need to invest massively if we want to make grappa big not just in the u.s right. but outside of italy and we need to do three things one is we need to have an excellent juice yeah okay which we do have absolutely we are like the distillery is known to be the ferrari of grappa mm-hmm. there's there's nothing better than that i get it now <laughs> it makes sense uh, so an excellent juice then we need to invest in education okay mm. that's that's big you know, we need to let people know how we make this and why it is good mm. and what makes it different from other spirits. Okay. And the third thing is we need to take this into into the bartender's hand, right. cocktails, you know, because that's how most of the spirits are drank outside right. of Italy. Even though the younger generation now in Italy are starting to get into the mixology country and they do mix it. But you know, mm-hmm. if I if you look back, none of the categories which I mentioned earlier, vodka, shot spirits drinking back sure. in Russia in post World War Two, right tequila is still a shot drinking category today in Mexico nobody drinks tequila in in, in cocktails now right yeah, yeah the Caribbean with rum they drink it straight mm-hmm. the, the English drink gin, gin straight, straight. Yeah. so none of those categories was born to be in cocktails so it's cat- Grappa you know Grappa was never born to be in cocktails yeah it, you need that bartending skills and, and and you Americans being so knowledgeable on, on cocktails to make this big in the US yeah I think so those are my three t- pillars, you know. Yeah, Juice, I like it. It's education and it's bartending.
0: How did so? And I always go back to this because I think about how my dad feels about some stuff I've done. Right? Uh-huh. Like, well, I started in distillery. That's, that makes some sense, right? But, but but it turns out it's great. He's really happy for me. Yeah. You talk. Did you ever bounce ideas off your father too? Like, the, well, my well, father is not here anymore. So unfortunately, oh, so
1: this one. Yeah, he passed away in 2011. So, uh, he, but
0: this was. At least shortly underway, wasn't it? No, it was, no, was, was truly
1: when I was... I was still like...
0: Just so close.
1: Yeah, so yeah. close. Yeah. He didn't get to see this.
0: I'm sure he would really love what. how much you've paid he back. He would. T- so, all right. So, you're doing a Texas tour. That's why we're here. You're here in Austin, kind of sipping really some lovely... Gr- I mean, it's it's changed my perspective on it. And I yeah. suppose that's why... You're not the only one. Talking. <laughs> yeah, no, this is good. This yeah, is no, this is good. I mean, and thing. again...
1: You know, the competition for us is a way to to make it into to let our brands known across yeah. bartenders who, as you know, are the
0: gatekeeper to this mixology culture. they're the, the tastemakers. The no taste pun makers. no pun intended, but they really are. Exactly. They're the ones so and
1: out. I'm I'm proud to say that we are the first grappa brand on earth, mm-hmm. not just in the US.
0: Yeah. To organize a
1: bartending competition. And I saw that. Yeah. And it's big, you know, it's uh for us, it's, it's really it's truly a major investment. You know, we're not Bacardi, we're not Diageo, we're not right. Brown Forman. It's, it's a small family-owned distillery, yeah. which is making a huge investment in the U.S. But, um, yeah, the, the great challenge is five rounds in the U.S., so we're doing Miami, New York, L.A., Austin, and Chicago. That's amazing. Right? We already done, we're already ho- almost halfway through because we've done Miami and New York. Mm-hmm. We are hosting the L.A. Challenge on April sixteenth, and then sorry, on, on March thirteenth, mm-hmm. and then on April fifteenth, we have the one in Austin. Okay? Oh, cool! And um, so bartenders can subscribe online. Yeah. And what will happen is that the all the entries will be judged by a panel of national judges, and we have three outstanding palettes There, we have Julie Rayner from New York. Oh yeah, yeah. We have Camper English from San Francisco. Uh huh. Yeah. And then we have Vincenzo Marianella from L.A. And Music. all those three guys are scoring. Uh, all the recipes yeah. which we get in any given city and in each city we'll select the top 10 recipes for that particular city. Wow. And those top 10 will get to compete live in this case in Austin. That's and
0: incredible. And then, U- what hap-
1: and then what happens is that out of those 10, there will be three finalists selected for each city. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the five rounds, we'll have 15 finalists three for each city and they will compete in a final in Miami on June 21st, 2017. And then, and then, that's the big
0: piece. I'm I'm writing this down, (laughs) I've got my little brackets. Yeah, (laughs) that's
1: the big piece. You know, once you make it to the final in Miami, so if you make it into the top three in Austin, Mm. you're going to Miami, and once you're down there, you almost have 50% 50 chance of making it to Italy, because we are awarding seven, Yeah, you know, seven comes up again, seven trips to Italy for 10 days. That's amazing. It's not just a visit to the distillery. It's a fully-fledged trip to Italy. That's we'll incredible. go from Milan to Verona where the Amarone is made. Yeah. We'll go to Venice. We'll go to visit the distillery, Florence, and,
0: and Rome. Are you going to be the maitre d'e? I'm to going host? to be there. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm
1: going to be able to, make, to be there for 10 days in a row. Yeah. But def- we are, we're organizing some events, some classes on Grappa again. And I'll definitely be there for
0: the, for the key events. That's amazing. Yeah. How do you like this touring how do you like doing the classes and facilitating all that
1: well it's actually you know that's that's what connects me back to consulting right? that's right <laughs> yeah. oh that's right yeah <laughs> so Working i work in a room i enjoy
0: right? doing that a lot
1: because uh and again you know uh much of what we are doing in the u.s is the result of of me yeah. you know i all the, i did I, I came here i established the company mm. i i like i deposited the first money into a bank right. i opened up a bank i did pretty much everything yeah and obviously with the support of the Bonolo family, uh, but they are mostly like a financial and a product provider to me. Yeah. But everything else, you know, it's pretty on my own baby. CEO, yeah? Yeah, Yeah, CEO and president, and also also the hiring, you know, we have five market managers in the U.S. nowadays. It's incredible. And we are the first Grappa brand to have a physical presence and a market presence in the U.S. And, you know, it goes back to education, you know. Those people are here educating
0: people and, Right. Telling
1: not just about our brands, it's about what Good, good Grappa is.
0: Is, given that you've moved around so much, you've traveled the world, you've had a lot of opportunities in finance now in the spirits industry, you'll never be through, will you? You'll have <laughs> to keep creating. Well, I, keep... you know, I get bored pretty easily. That's,
1: yeah. Uh, so, but, you know, I at least so now, I, I found that I need at least five to six years yeah. into a job, especially when I... And I like this particularly more than anything else sure. that I did before. So I don't know if I stayed this for much longer than that, in yeah. six years. But uh, I can tell you that I enjoy, you know, this is truly my own baby. So I enjoy doing this. And uh, the passion that I put behind this is is greater than with any other job I've right. done. Because it's you. Past. It's Because it's me, yeah? You've smelled it. You've tasted it. Yeah. You've been the, the idea one to grow I think it. For me, you know, yeah. and I, I, I truly, you know, I swear a lot to get where I'm at, to yeah. be here with this product, because it was truly... You know, we 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 made it from from scratch to here.
0: Yeah, it's it's that's what it takes, and that is the lovely part of this industry: yeah. starting and getting your hands yeah. dirty and just kind of creating something out of nothing. And I and I do I, I get my hands
1: dirty. You know, I go out and sell. I go out and do masterclasses. Yeah. I I do PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> I, I I pay bills. You know, I, good <laughs> thing you had that business training <laughs> and that consulting background. You know, I right? do like. You know, I I work on on Photoshop to do like images to post. I yeah. do pretty really much I do pretty much stuff. all of it, but I I do it with passion, which I think it makes a lot of a huge difference. I think so too. With like, in any job, like if you never be as good in a job as someone who is incredibly passionate uh, in that particular. They could job. be younger, older, oh, but if they've got the and it passion, can be any job. That's right, any job from bartending to. You, you can tell if a bartender is not passionate about oh, what sure. it. You is. can taste it. Yeah, you can taste it. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So I've got one last question, you, yeah. and I think that I don't know where we're going to go with this question. And sometimes I can tell, but I have no idea. So you are at your favorite bar in the world, wherever that may be. You're sipping the great grappa, mm-hmm. just in a nice glass. Neat, because that's how I'd sip it. It's really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm influencing a little bit. <laughs> you can sit there and have a drink and conversation with anybody mm-hmm. living or deceased. Mm-hmm. Who would you love to sit there at that bar and drink grapple with? Oh, that's a nice question. <laughs> um,
1: who would I sip it with? Or shoot it, depending on the personality, I suppose. You know, I... As um, as strange... Oh, no, not strange. As simple as it might seem, oh. but it would be my father.
0: Yeah, Yeah. But that's perfect, though. Yeah,
1: I, I you know I, I truly you know my father was a big, to me it was truly like a, I don't want to call him a friend. he was truly like um, a teacher to me. Yeah, and mentor, a, a mentor to me. yeah, Exactly, that's the right word. And I and I always, I was telling me all the time, say I want to do something on my own. I, you know, I don't want to work for for somebody else. I want to yeah. do something on my own. And I'm truly sorry that he hadn't lived enough, long enough to to see this come to life.
0: Yeah, I imagine that singing the praises from somewhere I mean, oh yeah lovely products and it's just lovely meeting you i appreciate you taking the time out on <laughs> such short notice you know <laughs> like in, in austin i mean this is the kinds of things that happens in, in this well no industry, think, thanks you know? to
1: pioneer thanks to darren who put this together thanks yeah. to aaron as well and it's thank amazing. you for for taking the oh, time Oh, it's, it's absolutely a pleasure you know, it's, uh, and fun. i hope to have you at the competition
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes i'll fumble <laughs> through it but Really brilliant stuff. This great is, we're going to say, it's very great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Luca. I appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Well, there we have it, Mr. Luca Fabris bringing great grappa. Yes, the double entendre is absolutely intended. He started this company as homage to so many things, but it really is Italy in a bottle, but it is bringing grappa to the States in a very, very accessible way. And honestly, that's how a lot of music breaks, that's how a lot of art and film break. They take something that potentially has a bad rep, not so accessible, a bit esoteric, and they use a vehicle visually sensory wise to bring it to the people. And I really think Luke has done a wonderful job with great Grappa. He'll also be hosting a master class on Grappa here in just a few weeks. Details to come, I'll post a link in the episode, but it is something definitely worth listening to. I don't think a lot of people understand Grappa. They have really strange relationship with it like gin or like mezcal in some instances so it's a very very interesting opportunity for Grappa in the states and i hope luca does a great job thanks so much for chatting with me sir and thank you for listening to show to v with mike g no matter if you're wondering what steve carell is up to next or if ryan gosling is actually photoshopped in real life please keep dancing